This is a Stand Up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. Podcast with funny man Damian Lemon and the voice of your choice, Ali Muhammad. This is in the conversation. This is Damian Lemon. This is Ali Muhammad. And uh, this is in the conversation the, again. The podcast. The podcast. You know. Coming through your earlobes. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. You know, con- consensual. You over there fucking with that mic heavy. I was trying to there go. I was trying to make sure the mic was uh properly on the stand. Okay. Mike was out here looking crazy. Had the the heroin nod on the microphone, but we back. You was up there like one of them comedians coming up on stage fussing with, with the fussing with the mic. That's when it's going bad. <laughs> trying to get the shit up and down to his height. That's when it is going <laughs> bad, man. I remember <laughs> Speaking of that shit, I remember one time being at the cellar, and uh, there was a bunch of comics in at the table. Chris Rock was at the table and shit. Chris Rock at the table, you know what I mean? At your table? Yeah, we at the comics table, so we sitting there. I'm like, oh shit, you know, see the nigga peripherally. So <laughs> he at your table, but you see him in the peripheral. No, I'm just saying, like, I don't, we don't, you know what I mean? We ain't on that. Hey, hey, what yeah. up, D? What up, C? We ain't, you know, it ain't there at that point. It's still, yeah. oh shit. You know, right, so right, but right. Uh, I got some of my peoples that I'm fucking with. So we in a groove, or we, you know, niggas are telling jokes and shit. Somebody was talking about a comedian with uh, one arm, oh. and I was, <laughs> I was like, that shit gotta be awkward than the motherfucker when he bombed when he trying to put the fucking mic back in the stand. <laughs> Which I think the shit is funny visually. The niggas was laughing. I looked over. That nigga was not laughing. That nigga was just like. <laughs> I bombed in front of that nigga. I was sick for like three weeks. <laughs> nigga, that nigga didn't think that shit was funny. That shit was funny. Niggas across from us laughed. <laughs> Any fucking way, man. Man, you know. Bleep that nigga's name from the story, please. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, oh, edit point, shit. please. Uh, nah, fucking keep it. Um, but yeah, man, I remember speaking of uh, that whole... Because it is... It's it it's a lot when you're nervous, judge, adjusting that whole situation. One, the shit might be too short, so you're trying to pull the shit up, right. and then you pull the shit up too fast, and the shit hits you, or you got to play the shit off, the shit, you know, now you look silly, <laughs> or the shit is too tight, you can't get the mic out, now you looking like a fucking weakling, and then you finally, uh, and the shit hits you again, and that's terrible, or when you had a super bad slow set, and you just trying to get the fuck out of there, and you cannot seem to find uh, the damn. You just fumbling. All right, well, y'all, uh, and it's completely quiet. The shit is like, all right, well. <laughs> that's why. That's why they invented the term. Drop the mic. Fuck it. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> that's when you fuck this shit. <laughs> when you fucking adamant about your yeah. bomb. You motherfuckers. Yeah. I'm out of here. You Exc- exclamation point. You motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah, man, comedian life, man, it's, uh, you know, I know a lot of cats that want to be it, and, you know, people come like, yo, I'm trying to be a comedian. Yeah. I have no advice. Get on stage. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have absolutely no advice. I don't even know how the shit works. Because it's such, to me, that shit seems like such a difficult job, Mm -hmm. because it's so far removed from what, anything that I would try. So... When somebody say that's what they want to do, I was like, man, I'd be first trying to assess their their guts. Like, you know what I'm saying? Do you even really have the guts mm-hmm. to do this shit? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then after that, it was just like, yo, hey, man, go ahead. <laughs> you know? Because I don't know shit. Yeah. So you say your advice would be just get up. Get on stage. And you know, it's so funny because I know what it is to be one of those people that was like, wanting to do the shit for a while, circling around it or whatever. And every so often I'd run and get in contact or bump into a, like a professional comedian, like a comedian that was doing that shit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I, I remember asking, the, you know, I remember being at one event. <clears throat> I ran into a comic that I, you know, I fucking thought was dope or whatever. And uh, I was like, yo, uh, how you get on? How you get, how you get into comedy? I'm thinking about it. He was just like, get on stage. 
and he stepped off. Like, but not on no dickhead shit, but it right, was right. just it I don't know if it felt like dickhead shit, because you know when you you when you looking for the word, right? right? right. Or you, you looking <laughs> you looking for a motherfucker to say, do it. You know, you're looking for some profound Right, you're looking for a gem. Yeah, you're looking for a gem, some type of adage, you know, but it's simple as get on stage because it's really there's no uh what's the shit? There's no uh I always say this shit in the in a joke. There's oh what the fuck is the word? The the um Barrier of entry is low. There is no barrier of entry. All you gotta do is get on the fucking stage. That's legitimately it. So what I always tell cats is go on, I go to say go to badslava.com or badslava.gov, which is a website that it it lists all the open mics in the country, maybe even the world, all like cities everywhere. So wherever you at, you go there and you find the closest open mic to you. You get on stage, and then you'll find out within them five minutes, three minutes, or whatever they give you, if you want to do that shit again. Right. And at that point, then it is what it is, and you just keep going. Because in real life, like, you know, if you feel like you're funny, you can walk into the spot or in the room or wherever you're going and decide whether or not you're going to do this shit. You know what I'm saying? Today, you could test out your little joke, and if it worked, then you could take it all away. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or you might walk into somewhere like, you know, I had a friend whose house was like Deaf Comedy Jam just uh-huh. on a regular day. Right. All the family just sitting around. Everybody walk in, going to get it. Yeah. So you either got a quick comeback or you just got to eat it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So in that case, you kind of forced to to dig into your, your wit. Step your game. It's like the, the cafeteria. Yeah, you know. But then to think about, okay, you get walk out there in the middle of them lights and shit. And it's just you. You know what I'm saying? Nobody to you know, banter back and forth with. It's just your shit out of your head and shit. That shit seems terrifying. Yeah. yeah sometimes it can can feel terrifying. <laughs> you thinking, yo, what the fuck am I going to say next? Ah, uh, shit. But then you just, you get into it. You be in that moment. You recognize that moment. And it's like... I don't know. It's one of those things you gotta you gotta do it to truly understand it. But it's one of those things where it's like, and it, it evolves every day. It's different. Like it's, it becomes a different thing. Like, you know, I was talking maybe to Vlad or somebody, right? And um, you know, like I remember, I forget who said this shit, but they were like, "Less jokes, more me." And I forget who said that shit first, and and I thought that was kind of. It was interesting at first, but I didn't all the way get it. I kind of get it. Like, you just peel back, and the more honest you are, the more honest you are, right? In that moment, it becomes it becomes more about the connection than the jokes, right? right? So, like, if you think of some of your favorite comedians, you might not, you know, because I've been seeing, like, a lot of people been going in on comedians. You know what I'm saying? Like, The Breakfast Club is becoming people's court for black comedy and shit. Really? <laughs> yeah, if you've been paying attention, it's hilarious. So, niggas is going in at e- on each other, and, you know, part of one thing that's... that People's court. That's what it feels like. Um, but there's one thing that they they keep saying... What the fuck was my, my point? Was um Oh, you can't name one such and such bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you can't name whatever comic, can't name one bit by that comic. Right. And that's an interesting, that's a that's a slick dart to throw at somebody because I do feel like, a shout out to Cuzzo, Cuzzo DeVille, oh. you, you chatted him out last week. I remember he was one of the first niggas to ever tell me, he was like, yo, most people ain't never seen their favorite comedian live. And when he said that shit, that shit blew my mind because I'm thinking all oh, my favorite comedians at that point, I probably hadn't seen but maybe one of them live. Right. And, I was, and I felt like I'm a comedy nerd or a nigga that love it. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, that shit is kind of, that is deep, right? At the same time, I you know, depending on the comedian, I could probably, I'm a comedian, so I could pull a bit. Oh, yeah, I know a bit for such and such, da 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 You know what I mean? That's just me. That's like being right. a DJ. Yo, you probably don't know one such and such record. You're like, nah, nigga, da 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 Right? But honestly, it's more about how niggas feel in that moment, right? And feel about you across the board. I know it's the art of being on stage in front of the mic, but to Cuzzo's point, I don't know. I mean, I don't even know when last, I mean, last comedy show I went to, you took me to, to, okay. to Louis C.K. or, you know what I'm saying, or okay. probably one of your stand or some shit where y'all was at. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I haven't been to one in years, uh-huh. but you know what I'm saying? But you see comedians do their thing in other places. I've never seen... 
Lil Duval, I seen him live once, maybe early in the game, right. real early. But I see his comedy on Twitter, you know what I'm saying, right. on, on Instagram. Right. You know what I mean? That's To me, that's where I get his comedy. Right. I get, you know, all the other comedians from social media or their shows or, you know what I'm saying, appearances or shit yeah. like that. But rarely from the stand-up itself. Right. Unless it's a special, like, you know, somebody with a special. Right. So I get that. So, but as far as comedian to comedian, I guess they're referencing, you know, cross-referencing the art of, right. of doing the shit. Is they really doing it the way, you know, you're supposed to do it or not. Which is evolving, which is all changing. Right. And, you and, know. and all art forms is changing. Absolutely. And the beauty of art, if it's an art form, right, the beauty of art is there is no real boundaries to it. There's, you know, there's, there's craft and there's, you know, there's, uh, I don't want to say rules, but then there's, you know, there, I guess there's, uh, what do you want to say? I don't, I don't like to say rules, but there's uh, things that have been patterns and things that have been going on for years and right. whatever, whatever, schools of thought. Right. But the beauty of it is you could always challenge that shit. Like, right. oh, nobody ever considered doing it until this person did that shit. You right. know what I'm saying? But, um, but and, yeah, go ahead. And in the end, it's the people that's really going to decide whether that shit cracked or not. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, oh, shit, that was crazy. You know right. what I mean? And then it's something to do, you know? Right. I mean, speaking of which, you know, they had that conversation on the shop. Okay. With, with Drake. Yeah. Talking about battle rap. Uh-huh. And, and rules to it and all that shit. That shit sounded crazy. <laughs> that shit sounded crazy that all of a sudden, there is no, there are no rules to the shit. This shit, you know, anything goes. But it's so funny. People do say, yo, there's got to be rules. That was yeah. too low. That was too far. Well, I don't. I don't think. I don't think. You know. At least I hope he didn't mean rules like somebody wrote down some rules in the rule book. I think he's. He has the. Um, he has the privilege of history, to be able to look back at shit. So when Jay Z went too far, it wasn't a rule book that said Jay Z went too far. It was kind of like the reaction, people's reaction. Right. His, his when he went far, for him. A, re a relatively reserved artist that will shoot some darts but really stay cool and low-key about shit mm. to go out and jump out the window and say the things that he said about Nas. Right. It didn't feel right to the audience. You know what right. I'm saying? It just felt like, ooh, that, that, don't, that don't seem right. But if somebody else had said it, you know what I'm saying? If, if some other Wildcat rapper had said that shit, it would have been nothing. If Cameron said it. Yeah, if Cameron said it, it would have been some, you know, oh, okay, that's wild shit to say. But for Jay... The consensus was he went too far. Yeah, and to your point, that's from looking at it from a historical right. angle. Right, but when you in it, Drake, the people didn't decide that that was too far. No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because, it's, nah. it's, especially, you know, when you had already mentioned his his fiance or whatever. You know what yeah. I mean? So He was the one that said it was really his mother that said it was too far because then he went up to Angie who, and, oh, Jay -Z's mother. and pulled it back. Like, right. yo, my mom's told me that shit was too far. I, I jumped right. up, the blah, blah, but, blah. But people felt that way. It was just like the general was like, ooh, damn. Oh, but and, that. And then his mom was like, dog, you tripping. But that's good fucking, that's a good battle. That's just right. like good comedy when you like, oh, I don't know if I should laugh at that shit. That's, whoa, that's a little much. And maybe publicly people were like, that shit was too much. Right. But then... The, the person that loved the battle privately, not even privately, but amongst motherfuckers right. would be like, yo, that one, that one shit Then he said, like that, it ranks up there with some of the worst lines. It becomes, it's like a roast, some of the worst fucked up shit. When um, Cameron talked about, oh man, what was this nigga's name? Sam. He talked about this one cat's dead moms. That was way too far. You know, like there's a, there's a list of... That was far as fuck. You know, mm -hmm. the, the the condoms on your baby seat, that was, ooh, that was far. I mean, it just felt, it just felt, it just felt a little. Like, why are you even thinking about that, though? But <laughs> you're not going to forget that shit, though. You're going, like, every so often, it's like, oh, remember this shit. Like, ah, it just, it shows you how far it could go. So back to the Drake shit, he looking at it from the historical view, right? And he's playing right. it like a, he's playing his career almost like a stock, playing this right. battle like, hedging it a little bit like, well, right. history says, you know, when right. you go too far, right. you know. It, That's the rule. It, it, uh, 
And my thing is, how much of how much of it? For one, that's 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 fear based. You know what I'm saying? Because now you 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 getting afraid of some shit. You you inheriting some fear of the community. Like it's communicated fear. Right. You know what I'm saying? The way people are like, I wouldn't do that. Right. Well, I just think I just think since this has passed and he has time to collect his thoughts and you know what I'm saying his position on it I'm sure he knew that they were going to talk about it that's why he talked about it in a safe space amongst his friends and you know what I'm saying his boys right you know which was good um I think he just had time to really think of how am I going to position this and that's some shit that had been out there a conversation that had been out there should that did it go too far is it, you know was it against the rules of the game blah blah they skipping the third but you know him being in it as a competitor, it's more of a um, – I think if he had taken out the part about rules, you know what I'm saying, yeah. and just left the part about, you know, when he talked about, you know, my mama is whatever, whatever, he don't know my people like that. And when he talked about 40, you know what I'm saying, that pissed me off. That's probably a better position to take than – he broke the rules or it should be some right. rules. No, hey. You know what I'm saying? Because he's really talking about, okay, how he felt about it and not trying to be a judge or like a, you know, a governor of the board of rap rules and shit. But he, I mean, he does become that because of his influence, right? The fact that we even having this conversation because okay. he said that. You know what I mean? And and there's people that side with him because they For fans. Sure. For sure. But this is my thing. I feel like just... I like battle, right? And I like, he said he studies battle rap for a living, right? So and he studied the historical outcomes of right. the battles that pre-existed. Exactly. So he's looking at the shit like, you know, one of them Robert Green books. He's <laughs> like, ah, well, see, that was, a, that was a low point in Jay-Z's career. Even though Jay bounced back, you barely hear about that shit. But, but Drake, um, Jay going too far wasn't where he lost that battle. Wasn't where the battle was lost. The battle was lost when Nas came back. With Ether. No. Well, that was the battle was lost because they put Ether up against Super Ugly on the radio. But but which came first? I thought Super Super Ugly came first and then Ether. No. Takeover came, then Ether came. Oh. And then I want to say Super Ugly came. Check out the talent. I'm almost positive. And then they put the two up against each other. I'm almost positive. They put the two up against each other. I don't know. I could be wrong, but I'm almost positive. I'm almost positive. And niggas was like. I thought it was kind of like day like after a, day. Like it was like, it wasn't at the same time. It was like. Jay, take, like Takeover had come out on the album. Like uh, Jay, on some Jay shit. Came out on Blueprint. Came out on the album. Almost positive Blueprint. All right, came out on the album. Some Jay-Z shit. You know he only did shit on the album. Then Nas came with Ether, which I think even that came on the album. Right? Or it might have got leaked to Flex or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, that shit came out on the radio. All right. So Boom. And it starts off, fuck Jay-Z. So niggas is like, uh-oh. And you also got to realize niggas have been shooting at Nas for a minute. Right. So people kind of were like, not burying Nas, but people was kind of saying, oh, it might be over for Nas. Nas is, he wild passive. And then back then it was like he he hadn't had a, a super crazy hit in a minute. Jay-Z was killing him on the charts. They were saying his ear was trash, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. So... Especially after Takeover, where the nigga kind of size up his career in a way that's like, ugh. And the nigga Nas came back. And right. niggas was like, wait a minute. Right. But then I nah, think. Super Ugly came after Ethan. And then Jay went Jay, in the studio quick on some fast shit because he went over that uh that Dre beat. Super Ugly. Uh, that all my. Well, I forget what record it is, or like a West Coast. These men just want to be with me. Bad intentions. Yeah, the bad intentions shit. And um, she ain't playing. And the shit was a hard freestyle, but it just wasn't. It wasn't ready for Ether. Nah, Ether had took his soul out. Like it just went too deep. It was. It was too crafted. Too motherfucking. It was. It was too straight on. And and take and super ugly was more off the cuff. And and it it just felt like Ether hit some real points in a in a motherfucker's psyche as opposed to. Just telling some jokes on a nigga and, and claiming or whatever you claiming about hitting his baby moms and all that. Um, I think, I think also, like I said, I think it benefited from the momentum of 
Niggas thinking Nas wasn't gonna respond. Like Nas had been kind of playing the high road for a bit, or like right. you know the what whole I mean. Time. And like yeah, like chilling, like you know. And uh, it's like you know, like we talked about a couple weeks ago. It's like that cheerleader video where she ain't want to fight, and then she mopped up. Bah, 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 it came out of nowhere. In retrospect, and even in that moment, not even maybe not in that moment, because everybody was like, oh, shit, no, it's crazy, da 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 I mean, it closer to that moment, I always felt like, first of all, I, you know, I was never, because later on the comparison became take over, eat the, but that night it was eat the super ugly, right? But if we're going to take over versus eat the, I'm still going take over. I think take over is a better record that should sound better. I like, I know you said the off the cuff shit, but I like how he kind of chopped this nigga's career up, like, like yeah. reduced it to some, ah. Yeah, yeah, but I think with Ether. Ether was more like dick sucking lips. Nah, not even just. like a rat. Not even that. It's just like, nigga, you wanted to be me. I don't even know how you got my fucking number. Like, you know what I'm saying? That was hard. He was like just breaking, you know, he was like breaking them down. Like, nigga, you've been on my nuts for yeah, years. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right. And then, it, and then. After even when Jay dropped when Jay dropped Super Ugly after that, yeah. it was kind of like, damn, you fucking this woman. Like you really been on this nigga's nuts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it, it just kind of made it all seem true. Well, he say thirty eight in the karate class. <laughs> exactly. Boho. Right. It was some funny lines in there. And he was actually taking that shit. Was he from real? Yeah, because that was like that wasn't like I mean it was like. Uh, industry shit that people said that they was taking, you know, these like, boxing tie bowls, some old fancy shit, just how Russell was doing yoga and like shit. Like Pilates and shit like that. Yeah, like, you fly. know what I'm saying, some, some fly ass, you know, Tai Chi shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that was kind of like some industry talker, that's some fly shit to be doing. Mm -hmm. And then when, you know, when Nas put it on the record. Sound crazy. <laughs> she sound crazy. Right, you know, 38 taking tie uh, karate. You know, it was, oh, but you know, again, Shout out it's, to anybody 38 in a self-defense class. Hey, man, shout Dude, out to anybody to, keeping their health together at whatever man. age. You know what I'm saying? That shit is funny on the record, but in real life, when when the hypertension hitting the, the sugar and all that shit started to creep around, you, you, you get your ass in the Tybo Pilates class. That cardio. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Get your shit together. That cardio. But go ahead. So, I mean, like I said, there's no rules to this shit. Ain't going to be no rules because it's, it's motherfuckers talking shit. Oh, you know what I'm saying? And when a motherfucker get to talking shit, you you gonna start getting cut to the heart, cut to the white meat on that shit. But that's my point, though. I feel like nigga, nigga pulled out the rule book in the midst of battle. This is my thing, and I I under I see it, I I understand it as a business move because I feel like it's more of a business move. It's more of a I gotta make sure that I maintain my career. I don't want to fuck up. My profile, I don't want my fans to look at me as this type of malicious guy. I'm Canadian. You know, Canadians are nice people, blase skip. But I feel like that nigga could have survived that whole shit. Because one thing is, as big as Drake is, I think his fan base is segmented as fuck. I don't think some of those big Drake fans even knew no parts of uh, the Duppy freestyle. They probably never even heard that shit. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it wasn't his decision solely. You know what I'm saying? It was other factors that came into play. They said, uh, you know, my man came in and kind of mediated the shit a little bit. I think he just went with, with what was right for the entire situation. You know what I mean? He could have kept going back and forth with that shit. But he dropped his album and that shit hit, and that really it's in the past. If he hadn't said none of that shit on the shop, you know what I'm saying? It it would have just kept on fading in the wind. Yeah, you know. I think by them saying it on the shop, it gave the, that particular show some burn. You know, a lot of talk in the streets. You know, access. A lot of you know, it, it gave them that <coughs> authoritative position of being able to get that interview. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's gonna that's gonna play heavily going forward in the type of people that they get on the show and the things that they're able to talk about. Even though, you know what I'm saying, they are in each other's circle real tight. So it wasn't that far of a stretch to get that kind of interview. But I think it sets a precedent for the types of talk that they could have on there. Who would you want to see on there? I mean, I don't know. I mean, right now I'm just enjoying what they're giving me. It's all brand new. It's 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 you know, it's like our conversation, but with niggas with a lot more bank. <laughs> uh -huh. But they talking the same kind of talk we talk. 
So I enjoy it. However they do it, if it was just them talking some shit, it'd be interesting. But um, I didn't see the, you know, I didn't see where they they had the uh, the, the the woman, the basketball woman on there. But I didn't see where they made a lane for her to actually fit into the conversation. Yeah, it was kind of more like it was. I don't say for divert. She had a point. She they 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 gave a they she uh spoke to uh I think it was family. No, no, the other nah, woman. The other woman spoke to family on. She the other spoke show. to like equal pay, right? And uh, maybe even like therapy too, but definitely equal pay because I remember that was like the last point. That LeBron, like he was like, I'm all with you, I'm an ally, and then they cut right. to the Drake shit. Right. I, I think I think if they gave, if they set it up to where they had a, a woman on there that can go toe to toe with them in a in a longer conversation, I think that'd be interesting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where they could really have some real conversation and yeah. not just you know a little side little, just you know. Just a little chime in. I saw something on Twitter where they were saying, uh, kind of, they were saying that he might be the first one to get the Beyonce interview. <laughs> and that, that'd be a super flex. I'm curious what type of conversation that would be. They would have to just, they wouldn't have, they couldn't have too many other other motherfuckers on there. Nah, well, they, had just be, to, yeah, they had to go to the yeah, they had to go to the Braun, Mav, and Beyonce and yeah. shit. Just at <laughs> Tina Knowles's uh, salon. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. No break, just yeah. all the way through. Nah, I mean, but yeah, that'd be an interesting conversation. Would you be interested in hearing those two speak? Yeah, definitely. If they if they gonna do real talk, you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't want to see you know you know PR talk. I want to see what is what is real talk? What does that mean? Real talk is is when you just this shit we do. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Shit that be going off the rails because you know you Uh, ain't got no script, so you be saying wild shit that you might regret later. Right? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Or it's just where you could get into a place where you're not talking about the project or you your crafted um, image. Right? It's just like like. No like, speaking point. Like what LeBron is doing in this particular thing is breaking out of the mold of his very crafted press voice that he's been using since he came in the league. Again, he's been dope at it from the time he from out of high school. Yes, yeah, so you know when I uh, got the stats and blah blah blah. I'm just playing for the team. You know what I'm saying? He don't he don't break that mold when he in front of the press press. Uh-huh. But I think his whole point with doing. Uh, uninterrupted and shows like this is if the athlete had their own voice without the media uh-huh. manipulating it, how would it sound? And I think that's what he's doing because he'd be on that shit, motherfucker. That's, that's <laughs> what I think real talk is. <laughs> you when you saying? add a motherfucker and a nigga, then it was a hole. <laughs> we gotta, this has got a parental advisory. You know what I'm LeBron said nigga because that's, that's what the first, I remember that was like the first response I was looking at it on Twitter and niggas was like, that's when it, it almost, not to say it legitimized it, but that's back where because, oh, these, this is a real conversation. This ain't right. no bullshit. This right. nigga said nigga about seven times. <laughs> I'm enthralled. We started seeing shit like that. Right. Then it's also the fact that they successful, right? Because right. that also makes you tune in and listen to what niggas got to yeah. say because you know that they've done well. And. But the same motherfucking message can come, be coming from somebody that was not even broken shit, but just average as fuck. Us. Regular niggas. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. But it's people and, that listen to us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, didn't, I, didn't, I was trying to build us a little higher <laughs> you know than just saying? the average but I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying, in, in comparison, in comparison, it's fuck them. That, it's nigga. them. Price bracket and then uh, 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 tax bracket. But man, the uh, thing is, if you get them in there talking real shit, and and if you, all right, yes, they they have. Bread. This is what I want. Go ahead. They have bread, but at the same time, damn, you made me forget. No, what no, I was no, no, say. no. Nah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. If you get them having talk, but I, I forgot my. I was leading up to a point. I'm sorry about that. But go ahead, do say what, what you they mean. should have is they should have like a delegation of niggas like us. <laughs> That get to ask some questions too <laughs> that might be aspirational in tone. Right. Because I think that's what a lot of motherfuckers want to know. And then I forgot who was saying this shit. I don't know if it was, uh, I think it might have been Meek Mill saying, like, uh, <clears throat> he said, you know, he'd be having these meetings with all these billionaires, you know, Sixers on and all that shit. And he was like, you know, I just ask these niggas real questions. Like, yo, 
how did you make that money? Like what you like the the, the most basic questions that you might want to, you know, like if you at the Q and A at the symposium, you try to throw a few flowery words around it, but when it all said and done, you like yeah. how did how did you get there? Or even more specifically, like how so, can I get from here to almost there? Right. Or or even if it goes further than that, if it's just like. Um, What's your thought process when you choosing who you're going to work with? You know, blah, 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 whatever, 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 right. whatever, whatever. Like, you know, I would love, like, I would love to see, I would love to see somebody, maybe not Warren Buffett. I would love to see somebody. I'm not. I'm but that's that guy. He probably, I mean. No, 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 no. But what I'm saying is, like, I would love to see somebody like, and I'm thinking of Warren Buffett just because he's an authority in the in that space. But I would, and they've actually done it. I believe they did it. I've seen it. But like even more so, like I want to see somebody like that with Jay Z. That's Forbes. But like no 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 no. But breaking down the career on some super business shit, like where we going through the minutia of the business. I want to see that shit. Like how niggas break down the the blueprint and they say this is the producer. I kind of want to hear about how we came up, how this was, how, okay, so this is the first time we did that, and I put some money in this, and that turned to this. You know, I mean, it sounds crazy and nosy to the motherfucker, but, but shit. They, they got a little documentary on Warren Buffett that I watched one night on Netflix. Uh-huh. He been at it since. Oh, he, I seen he that. He a little motherfucker, man. He been, he been on top of that shit for a long motherfucking time. And he tight with his paper. <laughs> no doubt. He go to McDonald's every day. Word. Get the same shit. Yeah. Depending on how much, you know what I'm saying, the that shit, shit costs. That hilarious. <laughs> that's, that's ill, though, but that's that's crazy. What's also crazy, too, I forgot, was, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's just his pace, right? And that's the, that steadfast of, what, a couple cents, right? Mm -hmm. If the market's low, I'm going to go low, too. I'm going to save a couple cents. Cause that's really what it is, and sometimes like from the outside, stocks and bonds. At least when I was growing up, like especially like in the '80s when like capitalism was like super hot, and Wall Street movies like that was cracking, and greed is good, and stocks and bonds back in Trump with the order of the deal it felt like, you know, it was a lot of. High rolling, big wins. We smoking great cigars because we just made thousands in a fucking millions. day. Yeah, <laughs> millions in a day. And then when you look at honestly how people are truly making money, that shit is not, you know, outside of the like the super windfall or some illegal shit. Like it'd be yeah, incremental. incremental as fuck. But it's it's like everything, like you you looking at shit, right? You know. We look at this like with black people, especially, uh -huh. you know what I'm saying? Because when they show us, we either super fucked up or super cracking, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's a few, you know, it's like Jay Z, LeBron, Beyonce, you know uh -huh. what I'm saying? <laughs> or regular niggas, uh -huh. you know what I'm saying? But you don't really get those stories of of the dude who make the buttons that's on your motherfucking shirt. Uh-huh. And that the supplies buttons to, you know, 75% of the fashion industry or the motherfucker YKK from the zippers and shit who just rich as shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? But just on a steady, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Out of the way ass motherfucking thing, yeah. you know? Uh you know, it's it's everything you use. Somebody is fucking making bread off of it. Somebody invented that shit, somebody put it into play. Uh -huh. It's a store in in Brooklyn that sell pencils, man. That's doing a million dollars a year just selling pencils. Uh huh. Just it, pencils in 2018. Yeah, there's you know a store in, the, in in Tribeca, like downtown too. There's a whole just fucking pencil store. Bug right. me out, right? Niggas like you, pencils. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's all of these ways. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. And people want to hear the stories of the of the the super famous uh -huh. and rich. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's a motherfucker right around you. This motherfucker, the bodega getting it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? A New York bodega is getting it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. They come in there with they just white t shirt on, Quiet. driving on a regular ass, drive their ass out to Queens at the end of the night, living good. Yeah. Because 
everybody from those four blocks is coming to that one store every day. You know what I'm saying? It's some people that don't even go to the grocery store because they shop at the bodega. Three, four times a day. You know what I'm saying? They eat breakfast there, buy cigarettes, mm-hmm. get all their lotto tickets. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Beer. Mm-hmm. Steak and cheese. You know what I'm saying? Chopped cheese. Mm-hmm. So it's that bread is all around you. You know what I'm saying? We just looking at a very few ways to get it because that's what we see and that's the stories that we really hear the numbers. You don't hear the numbers on the YKK Zipper dude. It's not shiny enough. You know what I'm saying? It's not in the news. It's not news at all. It's just a motherfucker being steadfast on a business and keeping that shit dutiful and motherfucking consistent. Yeah. That's it. That's what they do. That shit ain't sexy at all. That shit, that don't sound fly, but that's <laughs> the key. You know what I'm saying? That shit is regular to the motherfucker. Exactly. Ah. But the end result don't be regular. Yeah. When you get up and you go to work and, you know, you work and you, you, you tap out at the motherfucking salary that they set for you. And you work that shit until you find something better and then you do that. That's regular. That's what we regular people do. That's what we do. But then, if you put yourself in a position and you make something that other people can enjoy, and it ain't fly and sexy, it's just some shit that motherfuckers need, some shit that motherfuckers want, and you just do it over and over and over and over. Yeah, you get it. You get it. But uh, you know, back to the sexiness. <laughs> you know, they even taking the small wins away. Like, remember they used to have the penny arcade. You know, like you go to TD Bank or something like that, and you got that big jug of fucking pennies and nickels and quarters and shit that you dump into that shit. And, oh, shit. A motherfucker got $79. That little win used to feel good. Oh, shit. They killed that. What, what you mean they killed it? You don't have those no more. They shut them down. You can still roll up your damn coins and take them to the bank. I mean, you could do that. <laughs> that shit is not. It's fun. It's what I'm saying. Like, it's not an arcade. It's solitude with a motherfucker. You need just, that dopamine. You need some excitement. Yeah, I'm just saying, shit. man. Make this incremental shit kind of sexy. It'd it be sexy when you close that next account and you sell it. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. A, that's that. You have to get into what your business is, man. You have to get into the sexy of 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 your shit. <laughs> it's like that's like the uh, that scale is like fucking Dave Ramsey to Quavo, <laughs> somewhere in the middle of this whole fucking incremental. You never heard of Dave Ramsey? You know Dave Ramsey, yeah. the fucking uh, Susie Orman, other type of dude mm-hmm. that uh, you say, "Hey, Dave, how you doing?" He says, "Uh, better than I should." <laughs> I like that sensibility. That's super like incremental as fuck. Better than I should. That's the hey, illest. That's the illest. You got to look at it, man. I love it. I love it. I'm not going to lie. I like all that tedious shit. He, even in my in my field of work and shit, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? Like it would be sexy to, you know, go and shoot a movie and, you know what I'm saying, do some fly TV shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? But then, but to get there, you know. You had to you had to work and you had to put in the work and and write the scripts and right. fucking get the shits done, and and when I was looking at my shit, you know, you had like the shit, the big brand shit that you do where you directing and you feeling like somebody, and then you had the event shit you do where you just the cameraman. As people look at you, you the cameraman in the party. Right. You know what I'm saying? They, they go no video man. Right. You know what I'm saying? Which ain't as sexy, but as I started doing my motherfucking calculations and, you know what I'm saying, and the more work you get, you have to really fucking be intent about what you're doing. I discovered that shit, the event shit, while it wasn't as fucking shiny, shit, it netted more money. Mm-hmm. Not in that it paid more money, mm-hmm. but it didn't take as much time. It didn't take, it don't take nothing out your brain. You know what I'm saying? You go, you show up, you shoot that shit, especially on the big ones where you're doing four in a row at like an Essence or a Super Bowl, All-Star, and the budget you're getting paid on this is the same as you get paid on the other shit, but it ain't as sexy, but it take less time. You know what I'm saying? You do that shit that day, the edit is fucking quick, mm-hmm. and you're done. Mm-hmm. Shit is over. Mm-hmm. On big shit where you directing on some, some big corporate shit and motherfuckers got to do 10,000 conference calls and 20 meetings and, you know what I'm saying, yeah. a lot of back and forth and a lot of communication and shit, 
you might make more on your check, but you spent all that shit in time. You know what I'm saying? Sweat equity. Sweat equity. You done put all that shit back into that. Mm -hmm. They done got the tax on your ass. But the other shit, you do it, you get it, boom, knock that shit out and just stack them bitches up. And so, you know, I didn't take that off my board. I kept that on my board. And that is the difference. And you know what I'm saying? It's the difference in fucking waiting on a net 60 check. And just having shit just popping. Right. You know what I'm saying? You ain't stressing on that 60 because you got shit popping. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good that's a good momentum. You know? Yeah. And that's, you know, that's when you in you know, that's where they get your sexy content there. Right. So that's when you see the motherfuckers that are like they work for themselves and then they they take these leisurely Instagram photo shoots <laughs> and shit. <laughs> Waiting for business. <laughs> and you see the motherfuckers like, all right, I fanned up. You, you had your time. You're not over there sweating. You're not, and you're using, you using, you leveraging that uh, that uh, that downtime. Yeah, whatever. That you saved. No, 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 no. That's a good, I'm, what I'm saying is that's a whole nother way of uh, of giving off that little, that, con- that sexy content. I don't know why I'm thinking this so much. I just been. Uh, You've been feeling not sexy? <clears throat> Nah, I don't know about that. You got it. You are, you're on the fucking billboards on TV, nigga. You sexy as shit. We don't Falls. Need <laughs> yeah, we don't need that. This type of conversation. <laughs> 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 yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> Look at that. I appreciate that. <laughs> nah, man. I'm just, I don't know, but I was just looking at the context of shit, how things are presented to you, uh-huh. and how much of that it impacts. How you receive it. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's the marketing of shit. You know, I'm just, you know, we just talking. I don't even know how we got into this. We talked you, about. You, you uh, was talking about sex. You was talking about Beyonce being on the shop. No, but basically it was saying that uh, the trivial part of success, I like the shit. I'm, I'm interested in all of that, hearing that shit, hearing the Jay-Z, hearing the Beyonce talk to someone like a fucking you know, we said Warren Buffett or whatever, like breaking down the little small incremental shit and then we start talking about how the incremental ain't really the, the flyer shit. And then, you know, that's what we got. A good recap of where we were in the conversation in the midst of the conversation. <laughs> Thank you, you for that, D-Lemon. It is, man. D-Lemon's recap. There you go. I was right. thinking about there could be a spinoff podcast of uh, after podcast thoughts. Because I just seen a comedian downstairs. They just got done doing their podcast. I was like, how was your podcast? They were like, it went pretty good. You know, I think it was a, think it was a good one. It's always it's always funny right after the tape. And a couple minutes later, like, ah, did I? <laughs> did I say that shit? That shit was too much real Did talk. I say that motherfucker's full name? How many times did I say motherfucker? I don't know. Did we talk yeah. about checking again? Damn, how many times? Did I say no, I'm saying? Yeah. I had no idea, but how many times? It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. <laughs> seen old what? Go ahead. What you No, no. Talking? Seen old what? <coughs> I was going to say, never mind. What? Come on, man. You can't do that shit. I was going to say, you seen old corner store Kathy. Did you see? Is that her name, corner store Kathy? Uh, but I mean, yeah. I feel like everybody done talked about this shit. Nah, man, it ain't, man. I mean, I tried, to, I tried go, not to go, bring go. the record in. You like, no, like, hear like, the record. The shit, the shit was crazy from the rip, right? You know what I'm saying? But when I like, when I watched the video, to me, bitch looked like a drug addict. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It ain't even little. You know what I mean? It wasn't like you know what I mean. It as far as yes. She is something to be said about it, but police ain't take it serious. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. And they didn't even come. It was some bullshit. Right. And she looked high. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like, you know, after after they was walking out of the store, she gyrating in the air. I'm like, this bitch on, on drugs. Oh, I ain't see that. On bitch. heavy drugs. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was kind of like, fucking crackhead, you know? So crackhead Kathy in the corner store. That's it, Kathy. Is it Kathy? I don't know. I, don't I just know. made that shit up. But it's so interesting how social media and surveillance cameras could change everything. That was like an <laughs> Emmett Till situation with the benefit of technology and motherfuckers getting together and getting but, a motherfucker all the way out the paint. Right, no doubt. But if you all right, if you took the cameras away, yeah, and and, and all you have, 
was that interaction. Still, nothing happened. Not to say that it couldn't happen. Like, shit, definitely could happen, but ain't shit oh, happen. Oh, absolutely. That shit, no, 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 right? no, no, In that situation, no. ain't shit happen. I'm talking about the premise of it all. Right. I'm yeah, not the saying, I'm not saying think, the, the, no, it, uh, fortunately enough, nothing, the shit, it, that's what I'm saying. Like, due to the fact that it's almost like, it was like almost instant replay. Like, I saw a video of everybody watching the replay with her in attendance. <laughs> and it was like, the shit was like the game. It was like the fight, the Khabib fight. They're right. like, see, this is where you, you were bugged out right here. Fuck, see, obviously, she was looking stupid. And it was she a, high? It might have been high. I didn't even think about that. But it was definitely a moment where it was like, uh-oh, uh, I went too far. And rather than just say, my bad, and step out the whole situation, my bad. That was a fucker. I miscommunicated that shit. She stood down on some, oh, you know what? Because then she got checked. And she was like, I feel bad that I've been checked. I'm calling the cops. All right, no doubt. That's it's that's like for what? That's definitely the play. You know what I'm saying? You can't. You ain't gonna out. You ain't gonna outdo me in this on this corner because I can't whoop your ass. And I'm high right now. I'm gonna call the motherfucking police. I'm gonna call my gang. But anyway. fuck that motherfucker. The other motherfucker got pushed out the paint. You saw the one where? Um, where's your fob? Yeah, where's your <laughs> fuck out of here? <laughs> I mean, he politely, took, he took a long time to cool. get through that door because I would have been like, please, please. Patience. You know what I'm saying? Could you <laughs> kindly step aside, please? Get the fuck out of here. That bullshit. Where's your fob? <laughs> and then the end was like, I just want to introduce myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you too far gone and you look crazy in this narrative. They can try to save themselves on this fucking viral content. I just want to say. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I mean, I'm your neighbor. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, man. I mean, he took a long... I, I was waiting for the fuck out of here. The fuck out of here was supposed to be yeah. at, the, at first sight. In Where was this at? Hollywood? <laughs> nah, that was in St. Louis. Okay, well, there you go. St. Louis. That's bit, close maybe. to Ferguson. You yeah, know, so shooting, it might be... They be you shooting think, niggas yeah. out there, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, is that true? Mike Brown. Shout out, you know, man. R.I.P. <sighs> yeah, you know, right. so. <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, you know. T.I. dropped the record. Yeah. Reverend Martin Luther T.I. Yes, he did. You yes, know what I'm saying? Did. He feel like he got his energy back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He feeling good. You know what I mean? I, I like some of the stuff on there. I like I like more than more than what I like on the album. Uh-huh. I like that he's he's found a, a groove musically. Uh-huh. That that sounds exciting, sounds energetic, uh-huh. sounds like okay, that's that's Ti. I know, goddamn, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, <clears throat> yeah, I was happy about that. You know, it's a few. Cu- I listened to the whole thing. It's mm-hmm. a few cuts that I fuck with. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just happy that man is in his groove in the space where I know him from. You know, not that he can't do the, all the other shit he do. You know what I'm saying? Because appreciate that too. Appreciate all the hustle. But I like that he's. T.I. right yeah. now yeah, yeah. not Clifford what's the difference between Clifford and T.I. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> sound like a, a, sound like a, good a way delineation to... oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying good little separation of character good fade out <laughs> you know what I'm saying you got T.I. T.I. you got T.I. Right. Tip I think Tip is the yeah. the original one Tip is the wow one that's the wild one then you got T.I. T.I. once like hold on now stakes are getting a little higher we got yeah, some money yeah you know what I'm saying then you got Clifford Reverend Martin Luther Clifford. Oh yeah, Ti activist. What's his last name? Uh, Harris. Harris. Right. You know, the activist and you know, father on TV. Right. I like I like how he's uh, kind of assuming his role as an elder mm-hmm. in the game in the trap. You know what I mean? Like he uh, even like <laughs> I hate the term rollout. What about the rollout? I hate the rollout. But anyway, in the rollout, I noticed that they did the little trap museum. Right. And uh, shout out to D.L. Warfield because I think he was uh, involved. Instrumental. Instrumental in that. Shout out to that man. But um, he did the trap museum. So that kind of, speaking of hip hop historians and, you know, mm-hmm. kind of puts him in a, it puts him in a setting of a forefather. You know what I'm saying? Of a genre. He's a forefather. You're a forefather. You're you're an OG. And what I think I'm starting to, I was watching some of his interviews. He's like, even on the record, because what was cool about T.I. early on was it was 
it was uncut. It was it was it was it was straight ahead. This is how I'm living. This is what what I see. This is what I do. Right. Then he had the the shit with the law with the guns, and then he had to kind of reformat his whole public persona, and it was kind of like I'm I'm still a I still got a short fuse. But I can't really tell you how, how really, I could do what I could yeah. do. So now I gotta, I gotta, I gotta weaponize these words and these vowels on your ass. <laughs> I gotta put a full clip of fucking, <laughs> fucking syllables together and ar the fuck out of this IG post. <laughs> that wasn't as effective. No. <laughs> but what I like though is like now on this album he kind of holding himself accountable where he could kind of talk about shit. Mm-hmm. And he talking about it all because it was always like, yo, you know, out of respect, nobody want to talk about this shit. But it's like on the blogs and it's glaring. You know what I'm saying? And like now you kind of being a little bit more candid about your life. I think oh, man, it was nothing left, man. It's in the it's, it's I th- Yeah, it's kind of like I think, you know, I think 444 kind of really helped. Give the grown man a leg. Yeah, get a grown man a leg a little bit more. Look <laughs> at get his reflection on. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, nigga, want you know, nigga. Sometimes you need to hear the, the cautionary tale. Yeah, yeah. You need to hear. Hold on, brother, historian. It's probably one more wave of that. Probably you know somebody come out with the two 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 album. Then I could drop my shit. Which is gonna be one one one? I don't know. I'm just saying it need, it need to be another level of grown man dropped Hilarious. before I could come in and drop my shit. Oh man, <laughs> nah, but I like that man. Yeah, it's cool. It's a cool album, man. I fuck with. it. I gotta get back to it. I liked it though. Some shit over there. Yeah, man. It's a lot of music coming out, man. Yeah, I didn't listen. I didn't know a lot of shit came out. I didn't listen to it all. What else came out? I don't even appreciate it now. All this, I all did. the music come out. Nah, I mean, it is what it is. It's just, just a lot. Fucking Quavo put out an album. I did listen to Quavo. Uh-huh. Quavo got some cuts. He got some shit. Quavo almost got, uh, you know, Reverend Martin Luther Quavo on their ass on some of them records. Really? <laughs> yeah. oh, I got it. I didn't <laughs> he was a little Quavo. activist Quavo. Oh, really? Activist, not the drug. Activist. No, all right. Well, shit. What's, he, he what's, his, what's his cause? I mean, it was like you got the song where he talking about the police. You know what I'm saying? He he said some stuff. You know, through you know, surprising you. You like? Yeah, okay, I'm like, Quavo. I didn't know. I didn't know Quavo had it in his in his conscious to you know right. what I mean even go in that direction remotely. There's too much shit going on. Every yeah. voice count. Yeah, Quavo. Put, skr, skr. Quavo got a couple of little couple of little things in the record, man. Message. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> But you know he he stick to his mo though for the most part. Right. You know I like the Migos and shit. Yeah. Migos gonna um. I know like LeBron on the show has said it, that a rapper gonna do his his autobiography or whatever. He said he wants a rapper to do it in music. Okay. Which you know it's cool. Oh, I know you gonna go ahead. I was I've always said when they do my <laughs> documentary in my life, I'm have the Migos do the narration. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The nigga had the podcast conversation. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, you know, a good exclamation. Yeah, exclamation. Good hype it up when yeah. you when you get to that point where you feel like you was doing yeah. that shit. This yeah. is like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah they get you right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, ad libs and some motherfucking sh- hype. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I fuck with them, but you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's you know his standard mo. He got few. He surprised me a little bit on that, but you know it's it's his standard. You know what I'm saying? Standard play. He got joint, joints that's gonna go in the club, and the beats is always on point. Whatever, whatever. I gotta listen to it again. I, you know, these shits are so many records. It's just a long playlist of listening through, right. just to say you at least heard it. Right. But I didn't really hear it. You know what I mean? I just I I heard it play. Right. But I didn't really ingest anything. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't know the last album where I was like, yo, this shit here? This, wow. That's all I could listen to. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Daytona. That lasted maybe two weeks. That's my new listen to it all the time. Right. Two weeks is the, the two span. Weeks, two weeks is... Two weeks is a long fucking time yeah. nowadays, though. I, I, listen. I listen to the Drake album. I haven't really got all the way off of it. Mm-hmm. It's still in the mix. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I revisited a, it's a couple of Wayne joints that's in my playlist. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah. I, 
I'm gonna try to listen to the Anderson Pack. <clears throat> that didn't come uh, out yet, did it? Nah, but I've been trying to catch up since I'm behind. Mm. But you know, I don't be I don't be caring about being up to date. Cause to me, music lasts a lifetime. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes you get caught up in the wave of what's happening right now and you don't really appreciate the artistry that goes into it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like like the game had dropped the album once and everybody was just on it. Like everybody was like, oh, this is crazy. And I didn't even listen to it because everybody was talking about how crazy it was. So I missed that whole album. <laughs> then when he dropped the next album, nobody was talking about it at all. And I listened to it. I'm like, yo, this nigga got some shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I appreciated the fuck out of what he did on the on that last album, whatever the shit was. And um I'm like, yo, this he had a couple of joints. I'm like, yeah. I like I like what this motherfucker did right here. Um but you know, when we were growing up, the music cycle was so long, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's like, you know, like like I think about a song and I remember it popping like this particular summer, like summer, you know what I'm saying, 91 or some shit, summer 92. Right. And then you look it up and that shit dropped, you know what I'm saying, October 91. Right. You know what I mean? But Took all that time to burn. Yeah, it's like, you know what I mean, it was a longer cycle. Like, you know what I mean, it wasn't as many albums dropping from so many different artists. It wasn't that many outlets playing the shit, you know what I'm saying? So you really spending time with it on your cassette, right. you know what I'm saying, on CD or whatever, and spending time with it because you're not going to hear all that shit on the radio. Like that. That was the shit back in the day. Like somebody else playing the same shit you was listening to. You pull up like in a light or something right. or you walk into a sneaker store, they playing a record. You're like, oh shit, because to your point, it wasn't everywhere like it is now. Right. And and it had a longer cycle. Like if a like like you might have a dude, you might have an artist come out and not even have an album for another year. And that fucking single just be bumping, just playing, you know what I'm saying? It's just like playing, playing. Like be, the the distance between when Dougie Fresh the show came out and when Dougie Fresh first album came out mm. seemed like that shit was so long. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. But the show had never stopped playing. <clears throat> you know that shit gonna come on in the party and still rock. It's like Snoop. Mm. I think the first Snoop single was out for a long time. Oh, maybe that was his shit on the crown. I remember waiting for the Snoop album. For super long, I remember going to the record like, "Yo, is it here?" Nah, because it used to be in the source when it was coming out. I think right. that shit kept getting pushed push back, back. pushed back, pushed back. I remember being that was probably one of the first albums I was thirsty about. Like right. that was about I was ready to spend my own money. The world was like, thirsty about was that. Like, right? Nah, pop ain't come out yet. Nah, ain't coming. And that shit felt like a wow. Yeah. It was just like the chronic, like the chronic lifespan lasted down there two years. You know what I'm saying? Just from the first time, ain't nothing but a G thing to all the way. By the time the motherfucking Let Me Ride video came out, they had this cube on the damn song. And by the time it came out, they had done made up and he in the video. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's how long that shit was. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. You know what though? The cats that are still dope though, not dope, but the cats that like put out substantial albums, they still let that shit just rock. Like Kendrick Lamar don't rush an album. Right. He put that shit out and he might come back a year and a half later, do it again. Like J. Cole will do shit like that. Jay-Z will do shit like that. Like but, certain artists, you just good. They like event artists. But it ain't even like the artists themselves. It's just like the system. So like back in the day, I mean, it's not an old man, young man kind of talk, but it's just how just how it was looking historically. Mm-hmm. A DJ would not be afraid to put on them old cuts or like the cut that was, you know what I'm saying, not the freshest shit. Like sometimes I go to an event and motherfuckers just playing all new shit, new shit, then all of the standard hits that every party you go to hit. And, I, and I'm like, yo, when the fuck did this come back as, this one particular record come back as the song to play at every party? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Sunshine Anderson heard it all before. It's the shit now. Every time I go to a party, somebody sent out a memo that this is a joint. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. it had like a fucking seven year hiatus. Yeah. And then somebody all of a sudden said, all right, this is the joint. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was unearthed <laughs> by someone else, a historian. You know what I'm saying? But but it's like, but the DJs who jump on it, it seems like they just jump on it as the wave. Like, you know what I mean? It becomes the poison. Right. It's like, you know, so it's DJs don't do like the work as far as you know 
keeping other shit in rotation. Everybody competing for like what's popping, what's popping. Let's let's do the playlist. What's popping? Like Afrobeat, everybody on that shit right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like when you do find a DJ that has his own point of view yeah. and and has you know don't have to rely on what's cracking. You know, it's, it's, it's always something to see. They the best. You know what I'm saying? Shout them out. If you know the who the new hot DJs. Yo, niggas laughing at me in the group chat because I'm always a, a poll taking ass nigga. <laughs> I'm always like, that's how I try to audit all the new information. Right. I'm like, so, like, good for like, so who the new hot creatives that you fuck with right now? Who creatives, you fucking That's so broad. That's so broad. I keep broad as fuck. All right, so that's what, okay, bad. I'll go study these people. I, but like, yeah. It's just like, that's, it's powerful because in my day in Miami, Uncle Al mm-hmm. had his own point of view. Right. And he's he had the voice of the street. Like he was in the street, street, streets. You right. know what I'm saying? So this nigga could take a old ass Barry Wright record and the way he played and how he ride on the shit, mm-hmm. make that shit like a brand new record that you know what I'm saying? Right. That ends up being sampled and ends up in other records because the streets just is on it so hard. But it was just his point of view to say, you know what, Barry White, boy, we gonna bring that shit. We're gonna keep that shit popping. Yeah. We're gonna keep it popping. Like, that's the sound of Miami, even though he from Watts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Barry White is the sound of Miami, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because Uncle Al, how Uncle Al played him, you know what I mean? He made him the he, sound of Miami? He made that the sound, because there was a lot of instrumentals, gave him a lot of room to talk on the mic <laughs> and do his thing, and it had that energy. It had that Miami speed and pace, right. you know? And... And it wasn't nobody, nobody fucking with him on that. You know what I mean? He had uh-huh. a point of view. He did. He he didn't play what everybody was playing. Yeah. Everybody played what he played after he made it hot. Right. But like Luke would take all the records that Uncle Al made hot sample and them sample them bitches and put them in a the record. And them shits become hits. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So like that whole shit's uh, Santa, uh, Santa Claus coming with Trick Trick Daddy first record Scar. Mm-hmm. That shit was a record that Uncle Al made famous. From who? From Barry White? From Barry White. Love Unlimited Orchestra. Together Brothers. Love Unlimited. The theme from Together Brothers. And that's where Cap keep coming. It's Cap keep coming. That, they, really? Right. You know what I'm saying? But Uncle had, our, had that popping in the streets for at least two years. It was just, that shit come on. Everybody was like, ah, they had dance to this bitch and all that. You can't tell me uh, Barry White didn't influence Rick Ross's style a little bit. I'm telling you, Barry White was it. the king of Miami. I can see <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He, yeah. Even though, like I said, he went from there. We ain't never seen him. But his music even, is the soundtrack right. of the city. But even in, like, not even just in presentation, but even in instrumentation. Because when right. you think of fucking Barry... Right. That Love Unlimited, that shit was strings it and all that shit. It was a real shit. orchestra. You listen to some Rick Ross <laughs> right. shit, he always getting the strings off. Yeah. I mean, oh, he, you know what I'm saying? That's that, that. that's an influence, and that's the power of a DJ with the point of view. Right. I always thought Bobito was a dope DJ with a point of view. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. from first, you know, when he was doing the college radio shit with Stretch, they, you know, there was a point of view, there was some real hip-hop shit. But then later on, it was almost like rediscovering him when he was DJing an apartment. He would play all of this other, like, you know, he played Brazilian, like some fucking samba shit, play some old shit, some dusty shit you never heard before. And, then, you know, it was always the little sign, like, no requests. And that motherfucker right. play shit you ain't never heard before. And the fact that the shit was popping, you just, you just, you just fucking, you were like, yo, I trust this cat. You know what I mean? They know where he going. He know where he going. I'm fucking with it. And right. That was, and it's not. It, that's few and far between. It's not a whole lot of DJs that have a strong point of view. It's a lot of record players out there. Right. Right. You know? And but when you do get one, that's that's what I'm. I mean, it might be a DJ listening. You know what I'm saying? It's like music don't die. You know what I mean? It, it's it's a whole. It's a lot of music out in the world to, to choose from. It's energy to to craft a point of view. Yeah. You know. And somebody out there that's, that's doing that. You know what I mean? It's people that's doing it. And I just want them people, you know, to, to get wind under their wings and keep doing what they're doing because that's what drives the culture. That's what makes shit different. That's what these little pockets of 
of of music comes from. Like, you know, if you look back at a lot of the music that's coming out of different cities, a lot of that shit be coming out of one place influenced by one set of people. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, screw in Houston, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like ghetto style DJs in Miami and niggas like Jam Pony and, you know, the motherfuckers out in Atlanta, DJ Jelly and whoever's at 559 and the Bounce and Bankhead, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All of those little movements was coming out of these little places and then turning into big things. Right. And so it's the point of views and it's that let's do our thing our way that makes culture grow. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? That's that's the shit I be loving. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yo, uh, at your favorite DJ in the SoundCloud comments. If they're on SoundCloud, you at them so we know what it is. Uh, <clears throat> real quick before we get out of here. <laughs> I'm noticing a, uh, a sad trend and I'm already over it. There's a lot of clickbait, go to vote.com type of uh, tweets. Mm-hmm. People like, yo, you won't believe what happened. This is, oh shit, look at such and such just ran into the, this was a problem. This is why they broke up. You go click on the shit at vote.com. It's a damn shame niggas gonna trick people into getting political, but it is what it is. I don't think they gonna have to this, this time. I don't this think so I think, I think they've activated all units, you know what I'm saying? They got all, you know what I'm saying? The hillbillies activated, you know what I'm saying? You got college students, you got the, the, the Black Lives Matter Everybody activated. I think everybody um, know what to do this time. Yeah, we'll see. Let's do it. Uh, speaking of activation, where are you going to be this week? Man, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be in town for a couple of weeks, man. So I'm I'm rooted in in, in, in Brooklyn. You, <laughs> you know go. what I'm saying? I'm, I'm be, I'll be on the ground, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, at Mr. Muhammad. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I check in on the Twitter, at Mr. Muhammad. Mm-hmm. And other than that, man, I be around, man, doing doing grown man shit on my 444. There you go. Or 222. 66. No. Hey, no. Drizzy. Ah, uh, shit. I'm going to be local, too. I'll be at uh, Stand Up New York this Saturday on the, eight, on the 8 o'clock show and the 10 o'clock show. And then I'm also going to be there. Uh, yeah, I'll be there on the 8 o'clock show and the 10 o'clock show Saturday the 20th. Check that out. Also, shit, Comedy Knockout tonight, 11 p.m. True TV. Make sure y'all check that out. And until next week, tell a friend to tell a friend. And even enemy. To get in the conversation. Conversation, conversation.